Welcome to Beliefs of the Heart Weekly Reflection. I'm Sam Williamson, and today we're discussing Can a light switch disprove supernatural activity? I liked science in high school. I really liked biology. So I took microbiology and physiology. But when I took my first physics class, I fell in love. I hoped to marry physics with my desire to be a missionary, planning to study nuclear physics to get a tent-making job overseas. But in my first year at university, I took a philosophy class, and it subtly began to seduce me. My second year, I took an intellectual history class on the Enlightenment, and my high school infatuation with physics was completely dethroned in favor of this new fascination. But Enlightenment thinkers insisted on divorcing morality from God's revelation. They felt ethics could be deduced logically. Some were atheists, but many were deists, believing in a distant God. They vehemently denied that such a God would ever act outside the natural laws of physics. Their God had set the world spinning like a top and settled back to enjoy the show. That's why Thomas Jefferson's Bible censored gospel verses that hinted of miracles. His God was a spectator. Jefferson literally cut and pasted verses, the old-fashioned way, that dealt with morality, and he cut and discarded the virgin birth, the resurrection, miracles, or Christ's divinity. 25 years after Jefferson's Bible, Frederick Schleiermacher, perhaps 19th century most influential theologian, thought he, quote, saved Christianity, end quote, by affirming morality and by dumping all supernatural. His religion was, quote, morality and feelings of the eternal, end quote. He laughed at the virgin birth, saying, the being of God in Christ cannot be explained by the absence of a male in his conception. Enlightenment thinking evolved into modern thinking, and it infected some Christians with a kind of elitist, condescending pride over neophytes who believed in the supernatural. Rudolf Bultmann, one of 20th century's most influential theologians, belittled believers when he said, It is impossible to use electric lights and the wireless, and at the same time believe in the New Testament world of spirits and miracles. Science and the supernatural can still get a marriage license. The fairy tale of science crushing the supernatural has a long and sordid history, but a light switch cannot disprove supernatural activity any more than the caveman's invention of the wheel could. After Yuri Gagarin returned from his orbit of Earth, Khrushchev said, Gagarin flew into the heavens, but he didn't see any God there. C.S. Lewis retorted, If there is a God who created the world, I could no more meet him than Hamlet could meet Shakespeare. If Hamlet wants to find Shakespeare, he's not going to be able to find Shakespeare by going up into the top of the stage. The only way Hamlet will know about Shakespeare is if Shakespeare writes something about himself into the play. By sending Jesus, God supernaturally wrote himself into the play. Long before cosmonauts and 2,500 years before Schleiermacher or Boltmann, Job addressed the science snobs of his day, after being supernaturally inspired by God. In the 20th chapter of his book, Job lists impressive engineering feats of his time. Mankind cultivates bread from the earth, drives deep mines into forgotten lands, discovers gold and precious gems in the roots of mountains, dams up rivers, and brings to light secrets. Yet Job observes that none of these technological achievements unearthed wisdom. Evil people still oppress. Human sufferings still rob souls of joy. 
and the best doctors cannot surgically remove our self-centeredness. Only God knows wisdom and the humility of change and the secrets of joy. Science gave us the technological tools to create genetic manipulations and nuclear bombs, but it doesn't give us the supernatural wisdom to know if we should have invented them in the first place. Can I rant a little bit? Did you smell snobbery in Boltmann when he equates understanding radio waves with proof that the supernatural is a delusion? He condescends to the fools of Jesus' day because they didn't have light switches. Bultmann belittles the brains of disciples who saw the resurrection. If I can ask Alexa to switch on my lights and can zoom with my brother in Australia, then it is impossible to believe anything that that neophyte collaborating con man Bultmann proclaimed. The enlightened Christian feels equally fine either lighting a candle or flipping on a light switch immediately before asking God for a miraculous answer to prayer. Science is no obstacle. But Christianity is nothing if it isn't supernatural. I've just got to start by saying the most difficult part of writing articles for me by far, the two most difficult parts of writing articles are giving the article a title and finding the appropriate image. I, I... I, it's the last thing I do, and I struggle mightily. This article I first called, I mean, this I actually published it under this name, Enlightened Supernatural Light Switches. And I look back and say, that has got to be the dumbest title I have ever come up with. I, I did change it here to, can a light switch disprove supernatural activity, which I think is better. But, you know, I don't know. It's just hard for me to do it. And the, and the reason is, is, you know, my, the article that got the most attention traction for my uh, website is the article called Is Sunday School Destroying Our Kids? You know what? Clickbait, right? And it's I think it's a great article. I do. But I don't want I don't want my titles to be clickbait. On the other hand, people read it based on how much the title attracts them or how much the image attracts them. It's amazing. I could have I could have an image of a tightrope walker. If it's a male tightrope rocker, I'll get probably 50% of the reads that I would if it was a female tightrope walker. And I'm not talking in scantily dressed clothes. I'm just saying a picture of a woman's face almost always gets more attention. This time, what I did was I literally just put an old light switch on. And, you know, combined with the bad title, I don't think it got the most attraction. But what triggered this whole article was I read a quote by, uh, I can't remember who said it. Oh, well. Um, but the, <laughs> I have the quote. I just don't have the guy who said it. The quote says, the world does not need more cool, hip, culturally savvy, irreverent, irrelevant copies of itself. That is a hoax that has duped thousands of Christians. And I thought, there is a way that people try to modernize Christianity. or Maybe they're trying to save Christianity. And different peoples have done different things to save Christianity. And right now, I think one of the things people are trying to do is save Christianity by de-supernaturalizing it. So it makes it you know, more with it, more reason, more science-oriented. But I, I think that what I want us to say is, Yes, it's been a thousand years since Christ died. But if you look at scripture, there are long time periods. From Joseph to Moses was about 400 years. The, the children of Israel just in Egypt being enslaved. 
Then Moses comes along, frees him. He keeps saying over and over and over, remember this. Remember how God has saved you. But then, you know, from Moses until the exile, it's probably a thousand years. A thousand years. I mean, think, this is you know, 2121. We're talking about to the year 1021. How many of us really think back to what happened in the year 1021? Some of us might think back to 1066, but none of us think back to 1021. And yet God is saying to children of Israel, I want you to remember what I did crossing the Red Sea. And then you think of Jesus till now. God's timing is not our timing. And just because the miracle didn't happen yesterday doesn't mean it's not real. Paul said that 500 people at one time saw the resurrected Jesus. But you know, the more distant those miracles go, the more they fade, but they're not any less real. If Jesus needed to, he 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 could he could show his resurrected body to us right now, the way he did to Paul. I mean, Christianity is supernatural, and God says to remember over and over again. I'm I'm studying Deuteronomy, as many of you know, and I, it, it feels like every paragraph God somewhere either says commands them to remember, or He just reminds them by saying, "By the way, I'm the God that brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery." But I would say that the Robbing Christianity of spirituality began in the Enlightenment, where we, be, we as the Western world, began to almost worship reason, worship science. And what happened in the Enlightenment, it was first thinking and morality. They got rid of super, supernatural, you know, no, no virgin birth, no resurrection, no Jesus coming again. It's thinking and morality. But then with Schleiermacher, the romantic, the romantic period was feeling and morality. That's what it was, morality. Morality was a big thing. And we wonder why moralism gripped the church for the longest time. It's because both the religious and the irreligious, both the supernatural and the anti-supernatural, had one thing in common, which is certain kind of morality. Now, don't get me wrong. God has very strong commands about worship, sexuality, generosity. God does. But, but first and foremost, Christianity is supernatural. The difference between us and other religions is not morality. Most of the morals of most of the religions are identical. Ours, what's different for us is the divine Messiah, the literal son of God becoming human, un, unprecedented in the world, and hasn't happened since, just that one time. It's the resurrection. It's the fact that Jesus is returning. And the fact that he's returning should, can, Give us a power to live our lives today, knowing that Jesus is coming again to set all things right. If I know Jesus is coming again, there's hope for me to do something in this world, to care for people, to love them, to wash people's feet. Jesus is going to come and do this for us. He's going to make all things new, including us. So it's okay if we suffer a little bit. It's okay to remember the supernatural is what gives us a supernatural hope. But I do have to say there's two characters. You know, Kant was enlightenment. I just think, you know, he was full of his own self. He was a very smart guy. He was full of himself. And so he just rejected the supernatural. But Schleiermacher and Boltman really bugged me because they were very steeped in Christianity. Very, very steeped. And I'm fine if people say, I don't like the Christianity of the Bible, so I'm going to just create my own religion. I mean, you could argue the Mormons did that. They wouldn't say it that way. But they created something new. I don't like it when people say, I'm going to deny hell, I'm going to deny Genesis, I'm going to Genesis, I'm going to deny crossing of the Red Sea, I'm going to deny sexual morality, I'm going to deny the resurrection, but they still want the title of Christianity, all the while as they rob Christianity of its truth. 
of its real moral truth, but of its supernatural truth. They, if you read Boltman, if you read Schleiermacher, they're trying to save. Actually, Kant was trying to save religion. Bultmann and Schleiermacher were trying to save Christianity. And in the middle of trying to save it, they actually undermine it. Like my comment of the week goes to Tom Nessler, who said, how pathetic. I don't understand how Bultmann could call himself a Christian. Perhaps if he lived today, he wouldn't have. And I said to Tom, I, I, I wish that if he lived today, he wouldn't. But I think he would. I, I see too many people today under undermining Christianity right and left and then still calling themselves Christians. You know, it goes back to the quote that I had before. The world doesn't need more cool, hip, culturally savvy, irrelevant copies of itself. We, the world doesn't need us to say we like the way you are. The world needs to hear us say we have something new. We have something spectacular. We have something supernatural beyond beyond the world that we see. There's something, there's a truth beyond and deeper the world that we see. And it's a God who loves us, who, who, who loved us enough to enter into the world, do miracles, die, rise, ascend, and come again. That's what we need to tell the world, that Christianity is supernatural. Anyway, I hope to see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please join us by following this podcast or liking it. And visit our website, beliefsoftheheart.com, for more articles, books, videos, podcasts, and courses, all designed to foster intimate theology, deepening a real relationship with the real God who is there. See you next week.